Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. If this is your first summer without alcohol, then you might be really nervous because warm weather makes you want to sit outside and drink. There are extra parties and vacation time usually means drinking too. In this episode, I'll cover five different challenges that the summer brings to sobriety and how you can navigate them. So let's dig in.
Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Jill, and today we are talking about the summer. So my first sober summer also coincided with falling off the pink cloud. So I felt sad that I couldn't drink. I was watching my neighbors drink rosé on their porch every day, and everywhere I went, it seemed like people were sitting outside and enjoying the nice weather with a drink. I felt really left out and sad that I could never do that again. And it's okay if you feel this way too. And I promise you this FOMO, left out, sad, hopeless thinking of forever feeling won't actually last forever. So the first challenge that the summer brings is extra social pressure. During the summer, there's usually parties, barbecues, and vacations where alcohol is everywhere. And you might have pressure from friends and family to drink, which makes it harder than usual to stick to your commitment of not drinking. I got a lot of pressure from family and friends when I first quit, and that was just because it was a change and they noticed it. I used to love to drink, and I drank at every opportunity, and now all of a sudden, I wasn't drinking at all. So people noticed that. So if people bring it up to you or question you or ask why you're not drinking, I want you to try to remember that all they're doing is noticing a change. They're not trying to attack you or make you feel bad. They just are curious. So I would have in your head something that you're comfortable saying about why you're not drinking. What works best for me is to just say, no thanks, I'm good over and over and over until the person gets the hint. We don't actually have to explain ourselves, even though you feel that way. You can explain yourself if you want, if you feel like you do want to share with that person why you don't drink anymore, but it's not required. You can say things like, I'm taking a break. I'm doing a 30 or 90 day challenge with a friend. I'm just not in the mood today. Something like that. I would stay away from saying something like, I'm on antibiotics or I have to drive, because when you give people excuses or reasons... They naturally want to come up with solutions for you. So they might suggest that you stay over or share an Uber with someone or that they took antibiotics and drank on them and it was fine. So I would avoid giving too much information. And all you have to remember is once you get through that first hour, everything is fine. The first hour is the hardest. That's when you're going to feel uncomfortable and shy and people might notice that you're not drinking and ask you about it. But after that first hour, you can just blend right into the party and feel okay. So if you're having trouble, just do a countdown really to when that first hour is over. And the more times you go to things, the easier it's going to be in the future. You may also feel isolated or left out if you're not invited to things. And this happened to me when I first stopped drinking. I stopped getting invited to parties. And I would see people post things on Instagram and Facebook and think like, do they just not like me anymore? What's wrong with me? I knew this would happen when I stopped drinking. But in reality, people don't know what to do with a newly sober person, and they don't want to trigger us or make us feel uncomfortable. If you're trying not to drink, they might think that they're being helpful and a good friend by not inviting you to a drinking party. 
So I would try to look at it that way. If you're being left out of things, it could be your friends just not knowing what to do. And they think not inviting you is the best solution. Another challenge that you might have is triggers or temptations. Seeing alcohol, smelling it, hearing things that are associated with drinking alcohol can trigger your memories of the past and create a craving to drink, especially the scent. If you smell alcohol, you may start to crave it or feel uncomfortable. So I would recommend just trying not to smell it if you can avoid it. If you go to like annual events, like my family has a 4th of July barbecue every year and I used to get disgustingly drunk at every single one. So the first time I went without drinking, of course, I'm going to think about the past and all the times that I drank. So if you're going to something that you used to drink at, you might also feel uncomfortable or triggered or if there's just like free alcohol everywhere. That might make you feel uncomfortable. And when we start to feel uncomfortable or shy or left out or we're experiencing a craving, it makes us want to drink because that's what we've done in the past. Any little sign of discomfort and we can use alcohol to control the way that we feel. And if you listened way back to episode 62 about dopamine, you may remember that I explained that when we encounter a cue, dopamine starts getting released in the brain and dopamine is a motivational chemical. It's not like a pleasure chemical that most people say. It's more about motivation. So when you're cued and you see alcohol or you're in a place where you used to drink, your brain starts anticipating the reward in quotes of alcohol and it starts releasing dopamine to motivate you to seek out the reward. So that's basically what a craving is. So you might experience that too. And in this case, just remember, cravings are not permanent. It's going to suck for 10 to 20 minutes. But once you get through that craving without having anything, you are going to feel so proud of yourself. And this is where accountability and having a community comes in big time. Someone in my Living a Sober Powered Life community made me laugh so hard last night. She said that she was having a craving and then she remembered the group and she said, there's no freaking way that I'm going to go tell these people that I had a drink. And that's what felt accountability is all about. And if you listen to that episode I did on how to get accountability to stay sober, you need felt accountability. You need to feel like you care about the group and they care about you. And that's why community is so important. So if you don't have a community, you're welcome to join us in living a sober powered life. But you could also have a buddy that you could text and just let them know, hey, I am at this party. I want you to know I feel really uncomfortable. Can you be available if I need to text you? And then when you're having a craving or a temptation, you'll think about that person or that group of people. The next challenge that you might have is warm weather in general and feeling nostalgic. We associate warm weather with drinking alcohol and it feels like, how am I going to do the summer and not sit outside and drink? Or how am I going to go on vacation and not 
sit around all day and drink. But the thing is, there's nothing special about warm weather. Because if you continue not to drink, you might find yourself having the same conversation in the fall and the winter. It has nothing to do with warm weather. A nice rainy Sunday, that's a perfect time to spend the whole day in the bar and drink. There's like literally always a reason for us to drink. So it's not that warm weather is this like thing that you can't do without. It's just another excuse for us, another reason to have a craving or to justify that it's okay, but it has nothing to do with the warm weather. You would feel the same way in the rain, in the fall, on like a really cozy winter night. The actual weather does not matter at all. And this brings me to the next challenge is FOMO, fear of missing out. So like I was watching my neighbors drink rosé on their porch and walking by people at restaurants sitting outside, you might just feel sad and like you're missing out and like you'll never have fun again. And that's okay because we have to redefine what fun is is and discover real ways to have fun. Because when I was going on vacation, all I did was sit around in different places and drink. I didn't actually do anything. And if I did, I ruined it because I was too drunk. So now we have the opportunity to actually enjoy our time. So I like to think of it as JOMO, the joy of missing out. I love missing out. I realized in sobriety, that I don't have to go to everybody's party. And that was such an amazing realization for me. And I started saying no to things for the first time in my life. I am all about JOMO. Please don't invite me to your party because I might just say no anyways, because I don't want to go. In sobriety, our barrier is higher. We start to learn what real fun is and when things just aren't worth it or aren't enjoyable. And that might feel like sobriety's not fun for you or you used to do all these things, but your barrier is just higher. You value your time more now. When we're drinking, we do it in part so that we can tolerate people and activities that we don't actually like. That's why family can be such a big trigger. But in sobriety, you're starting to learn what you do like and what you don't like, and that's awesome. And now you can learn more about boundaries and saying no thank you and not going to everything. So when you start to feel FOMO, I want you to try to reframe it for yourself as JOMO because missing out to do something better is wonderful. There's only so long that we can stand around and drink and have repetitive conversations with everybody. We have better things to do with our time now. Another challenge for you is any kind of tradition or ritual. So like I said, with my family having a 4th of July party every year, or maybe you do something for Labor Day, or maybe you do something on the first nice day of the year. My birthday is also in the summer, and birthdays are extra hard because we feel like we should drink to celebrate. And then we have the warm weather trigger associated with that too. So a lot of your traditions and rituals might need to be replaced. And something that I have realized over time is every single thing I did in the past was so I could drink. 
I went to parties to drink. I chose where I was going to go on vacation so that I could sit around in a nice location and drink all day or there was free alcohol on the excursions or whatever. We choose our friends based on how much they like to drink. So now you can create new traditions and rituals and you can actually connect with the people that you love and your friends. So if this is your first sober summer or if you kind of stuck to yourself last summer and you're going to try to get out more this summer, it's important to recognize what potential challenges could show up for you over the next few months and have a plan. What are you going to say when people ask you, about not drinking. Remember, I recommend just saying, no thanks, I'm good, I don't drink anymore, and leaving it at that. How are you going to get support? And can you make new traditions? Can you harness this feeling of JOMO and be happy to not sit around all day and drink and then spend the whole next one hungover? So think about all the new and exciting things you get to do now. I think it's really, really important for everybody to have some kind of accountability feeling or support, whether that comes from going to meetings every week, working with a sponsor, going to therapy, being in an online community like my Living a Sober Powered Life community, because you know that you have to talk to these people again. And just like my member said, where there was no freaking way that she was going to come tell us that she had a drink and that kept her sticking to her commitment. I want you to feel like that as you navigate the summer sober. So where can you get that? That helped me a lot, too. When I went to my first wedding without drinking, I made sure that some of my friends knew that I was going to a wedding and I felt uncomfortable about it. My therapist knew that I was going to a wedding and I knew that my friends were going to be asking and checking on me and I knew that I had to go see my therapist the next week and that helped keep me accountable and resisting like all these temptations that come up. So no matter how nervous you are, I hope that what you find is we always expect things to be way worse than they actually are. And I hope that you have so many amazing experiences this summer and you learn what real fun is for you. You learn what you like and what you don't like. Maybe you learn which people you're not a huge fan of. I hope you set some awesome boundaries and you harness your JOMO. And if you enjoyed this episode and you thought it was helpful, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with someone so they could get some tips for the sober summer. And I will talk to you next week. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.